Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show, 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 show. I'm MKT. What's happening? Hope you guys have had a good week, good month, good day. Maybe you've never heard the show before. I hope your life has been whatever it's been till now. Because that's all I can say. You know, good, bad, indifferent. You know, one man's meat is another man's poison. And all that. And all that. Alrighty. The time to be alive. I need a haircut. I need a haircut. Um, I'm becoming that guy now. Um, so I'm probably going to go for a haircut in the next two days. Probably go. Uh, I'm recording this on a Wednesday evening. So probably go for a haircut on Friday. You know, can't be out here. I'm 37 now. Can't be out here looking like Iskipenga, as they say. <laughs> It's when uh, our Caucasian brethren are learning the language. You know, they say things like that. Kunjani, Sawabona. And if you live overseas, none of this makes sense to you. And I, I think it's kind of cool to make fun of white people. But then everyone else gets offended, you know. But it's not. Having said that. Sawabona and Iskipenga. Let's cut that out. Let's let's cut out Sawabona. <laughs> although people might say, you know, people are getting in the mix now. It's a new age, you know. People are mixing the paint. Mixing the paint is my term for when uh, the blacks and the whites are dating. Or, or whatever race. You could be Indian and white and... You know, you've got to be a different color in order for paint to be mixing. I think it's quite comical. Um, humor might be my defense mechanism for not wanting to deal with difficult things. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It could be. But I call it mixing the paint. So who the bloody hell am I to tell you not to sourborna and iskebenga and hambakashle? Who the hell am I? Huh? Who the... Who the hell do I think I am? Who? You what? You're, you're having a bubble. As they say. They do say that. They say that in London. Foggy London town. Which is hot right now. It's so hot right now. Alright. Well, um, I'm in pain. Particularly in the abdominal region. I have been doing uh, some training. You know, trying to get strong before I uh, start doing high mileage. Training for a 100 miler, no big deal. Mac Mac Ultra 2024, I will be there. 100 miles, I will cover that distance. It's going to be fun. First big race in a while, in a year or so. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, what are we talking about today? Oh, got to talk Mason Greenwood. I mean, I've got some strong thoughts there. Uh, Manchester United have released a statement. I will go through all of that. Kevin De Bruyne injured, I think that's massive. 
and vindicate what I said at the beginning of the season. So we'll get into that and a little bit more. Um, got a DM. What's happening in September? How come you told us you're going to tell us and you haven't told us kind of DM? Um, there are some contractual mm, idiosyncrasies being ironed out. Not on my side, between the business owner and the platform we'll be on. So I'll announce it once contracts have been signed, but that's still coming. And yes, I'm still going to France. Had someone slide in the DMs. And I said, if you're in Paris and they lived somewhere, I don't know, somewhere very Frenchy. I can't really say it. Somewhere very Frenchy. And I said, I'm in Paris. Like, we can link up in Paris. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking a train to come see you unless you're in Chamonix. It's a different story. So I'm going to be there for about two weeks. Middle of October from 17th, I think. 17th of October um, until the 31st of October is my plans to be in France. So be there for the World Cup rugby semi-final and the final. I will be at those two games. Don't need to watch the Springboks. I'll watch any rugby, uh, whichever semi-final ticket I get, and then the final. I'm there. Like, that is happening. Mm, save it for another podcast. Kind of locked in some plans for the next three years. But I'll save it for another podcast. Boring. That's where I am in my life now. I plan three years ahead. I'm so excited because the plans that I've just made, by the way, it goes, I've sort of had two months off, to be completely honest with you. And I thought to myself, don't waste it. What do you want to do before you're 40? So one of the things, I want to be the most in shape 40-year-old in the world. Like that's a goal of mine. Um, I'm going to have to do some some serious grinding. I mean, I'm in great shape anyway. I, like, I don't want to lie. I, it's why I can be a bit of a douchebag about it. And some people might say, oh, you should be humble. Get out of my face. I'm, I'm not a humble person. Um, so, but I want to be at an absolute tank at 40. Is one of the things I wrote down three years away. It's a lifetime away. But i got some other big goals. One of them, Rugby World Cup this year. Next one, Olympics next year. The, the the one after that, Australia, British and Irish Lions, in and amongst other things. Did you say Super Bowl in Las Vegas next year? Yes, you did. All right, but there, there, there's other stuff. Anyway, I'm so, I get excited about that stuff, man. I like setting goals uh, because it puts me under pressure. And I like that. Under pressure. Oh, RIP, Mercury. They don't make them like that anymore. Probably a good thing because... The more you learn about Freddie Mercury, the more you're like, oh, got to separate art and artist, huh? Hey, these these great ones, telling you what. I, 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 listen, we're going to talk about Mason Greenwood just now. Uh, people are going to have to learn to separate art and artist um, there. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll talk to De Bruyne and then we'll get into the mailbag. All right, let's get into the podcast. Love doing this. Love doing this. You know, uh, uh there's a lot of people asking me, I say a lot of people, people consistently ask me, hey, I want to start a podcast. Do you have any advice? I'm not being funny. The best advice I can give you is start podcasting. It's not like being on radio or on TV. Um, just start talking. Start building your audience. Start practicing. I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this for like eight years without getting paid to do it, you know? So 
you just got to start. Just start. No, nobody stopping you. Start practicing. Start getting better. Like, I'm better now because I've just been practicing. That's what it is. And it's a different time now, dude. You don't need to comply to some stupid radio or TV style. Like, people now, if you're an emo or you are somebody who likes art or you like... Um, there's one particular person who I follow or who follows the show who I kind of like looking at their stuff. They seem to be into anime and um, sort of, uh, I think, like Star Wars and that sort of stuff and sci-fi. Uh, you know, like there's so much cool stuff out there and there's something for everyone. And if you just talk to your community, like you don't need a lot of people to be a podcaster, you know, you don't need a lot of people following you, like, I'm talking to about, on average, looking at the numbers, uh, it's just over 700 people per episode, um, since I restarted the episode, all right, so, which is quite a lot for me, I think it's a lot, by South African standards, I'm in the top, like, 5%, all right, because I know the numbers of, of everyone, outside of, like, people who boost their podcasts and, there's certain podcasters who I know for a fact, by the way, please don't do this. Um, you can actually buy listens and you can buy software to generate listens for your podcast, which is like such a weird, creepy thing I've always found. Like, what's the point of that? I mean, it's like, I'm not like they're cheating or whatever. It's just like, what? What are we doing? You know? And then you listen to their podcast. You're like, oh my God, there's no way you are getting... X number. And I know I hey, I know some of the people that are cheating. They they don't know I know, but I know. I know. I know everybody in the industry in this country. But if you want to start, just start. Just start. Don't let anybody tell you how to sound. Like just do it how you want to do it because unlike television, it's not going to be shoved down people's throat. All right? Is if you're an anime person, it's going to be anime people talk. I don't know what people that watch anime are called, but they're gonna you're gonna talk like somebody who, you know, and they will identify with you. Now, I, <laughs> having said that, I don't know what I sound like because I'm just some bumbling idiot. You know, I don't even know. I don't know why people will listen to this. Got no idea. Maybe you've got whoever's listening to this has deep problems because I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast. But uh, I don't want to do fake humble. Right, because just now I said I'm not humble, but I do take it very, very seriously as well. Like, holy smokes, people are giving up an hour of their day, an hour of their time to listen to this. I want to try and make it as good as possible, you know. So I, so so one thing I try and say to people, and I, I've learned this late in life. Unfortunately, my sister and my father are the best I've ever seen at it. You got to prepare. Howard Stern, right, the greatest broadcast of all time um his rule to this very day so for a three-hour show he does six hours of prep so for every hour of presenting you're going to do right you've got to do two hours is the howard stern rule i'm not saying you have to do that you might be smarter than howard stern but he's the greatest of all time serious xm essentially was built for howard stern not essentially it was literally built for him he threatened to leave about two years ago. They said, how do you feel about 
a quarter of a billion dollars, Howard. And he said, I think I'll stay for that. <laughs> yeah, he said, I think I'll hang around for that. So you got to prepare. Like if you're going to, if you're going to get into it now, the podcast market is too sophisticated to just be rambling, you know. Then some people might say, yeah, but you ramble. I say, yeah, that's a good point. But I'm a pretty good rambler because I'm an idiot. Don't follow me. A lot of you, in fact, 99.9% of you listening to this are smarter than me. Not, not probably, are definitely smarter than me. So there's that, you know. But you've got, you got to prepare. You've got to prepare. And the earlier in your sort of podcasting you are, the more you have to prepare. Because once microphones get put in front of people, I've just seen what happens to them. So prepare. My, my, my only advice is start and prepare. And you you know why you should prepare. I mean, I wasn't going to do this, but look, we're here now because I'm a rambler. Respect people's time. If people are going to listen, right, and you're going to give them your opinion or your view on things, respect people enough to organize your thoughts. There's nothing worse. So if you if you work in a company, I'm sure you know corporates are just disgusting with this, and and human beings are disgusting with this in general. Right? Is don't organize your thoughts in the meeting. I, I hate nothing more than people that come to meetings. It, honestly, it makes me sick. Because when I go to meetings, I prepare my thoughts. 85% of the time, I'm not perfect. But don't organize your thoughts in front of your listeners. Right? Take the time. Write it down. It, it, practice it. it like if, you, if you're new to the delivery thing... Practice delivering your thoughts and see what you sound like. So for me, I know I've had a good pod when I can listen through and, and I don't think, ugh, or I turn off or I go to my phone, you know, because I'm human, like, as well, you, you know. I know what's entertaining. And I make stuff that's entertaining for me, by the way. I don't make a podcast thinking, uh, honestly, about you listening at home. I go, what do I find entertaining? I'm not special, Right. I'm I'm a dickhead like anybody else, you know. So if I'm a dickhead, there's lots of dickheads out there. Some dickhead's going to listen to this and go, "Ha that's pretty funny." Oh, that's whatever. That no, you can't talk like that. I say, "Oh, yes, I can," you know, or, or whatever. So I I just talk like so. I'm like this all the time. I think some people think I just do this when I talk. I I'm this much of a nightmare in real life. A lot of the people that will call my friends. Or they call, I call them my friends. They go, yeah, I know him. <laughs> you know, they'll tell you. I sound like this all the time. I'm a high energy, a little bit of an overthinker, some people might say. But, you know, I'm like this all the time. So I, I talk how I talk, you know, and you should do that. Don't try and be someone else. That What's the old adage? Don't try and be someone else. That job's already taken. And I believe in that. So and if you want to make good content, you've got to keep it real. You, you can lie to people for six months. After that, you're going to revert to your normal self. And then people are going to go, ugh, what's going on there? This guy just lied to us. This girl just lied to us. So start and prepare. Have some respect. Organize your thoughts. Don't be a dickhead and organize them in front of us. So this was a bit of a ramble because I did not prepare uh, this speech. That uh, It's just I have got a few people going, I really want to start, blah, 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 blah. And so we ended up here. All right, let's get into it. Listen, the 
I want to start off with the Onana VAR thing. It's clearly a penalty. The PG, um, OL, LIL, whatever nonsense, uh, Howard Webb and his guys have come out and apologized to Wolves. You know what it is about that, right? Is if Wolves miss, get relegated or miss the top six or it'll be top, what, top eight next year because uh, five get in the Champions League, all right, out of the Premier League. What then? Because then you're starting to talk about 60, 70 million pounds, right? Relegation, 150 million pounds. So, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Dunk's penalty was a shocker, by the way. If you didn't see it, Brighton, his arm's in a natural position. They do give it. Then Jackson hits him on the arm. And yes, there is a deflection. So by the current rule, the Chelsea one wasn't a penalty. Like, what are we doing? So the Dunk one, which wasn't a penalty, is armed in a natural position. And then the Onana one is such a blatant one because it's like a midfield clash in the in the middle of the park, right? Imagine it's a 50-50 and the one midfielder gets to it before and then the next midfielder makes the tackle on his leg and the ball's already gone. That's a foul. So Onana is nowhere near the ball. The Wolves player clearly gets the ball first. And... Listen, it's not an opinion now. They've come out and apologized and immediately after the game went to the referee and said, yeah, look, we got it wrong. Immediately. The, like, that's not... Like, I don't think they should do that. Because if I'm Wolves, I'm fuming, and the manager got booked. They didn't rescind the yellow card. I've been looking... Gary O'Neill, they didn't rescind his yellow card. He's saying he didn't swear. He was just going, what's going on? Come on. My thing is, it came out and Howard Webb is saying the referees must back themselves. I'm saying, Howard, stop adding layers when you haven't even fixed the system, the 1.0 version, right? You you haven't even, you can't even fry eggs and now you're telling me you want to make me an omelette. Just, can you make an over easy sunny side up egg? There we go. No, VAR 1.0. 1.0. Still not ready. But now they're adding less. How can that make sense? It's like jumping from the 8th grade of school to a master's degree. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's not how it works. Fix VAR just so that... Listen, all sports consumers are smarter than ever now. Fix it so that we understand 80% of it. Right? Like, people don't really... And I'm talking avid fans. I'm an avid, hardcore fan. I really... I mean, I don't understand what the offside rule is still. I don't understand what is and isn't a handball. And I've read the rules over and over. And Guys, I played football from 6 until 25 in academy and professional setups. There's, there, there's nothing about the idiosyncrasies of football... That I haven't been taught. I've had coaches from around the world. I played in Europe. Like, there's nothing you can tell me about the fabric of football that I don't understand. It has defined me my whole life. Why am I struggling to understand the offside rule and handball? And if I'm struggling, what about the casual fan? Which is 90% of any market. So, how would we... You don't need to fix it. You don't. I, I promise you, you'd need to fix 1.0. You don't need to add layers. 
Those are my thoughts on that. Absolute shocker. And United win 1-0. And don't give me the it evens itself out thing. This is why VAR came in. And then I had Michael Owen saying it wasn't a howler. What are you talking about? I Like, I couldn't believe it. I don't know if you saw Dimitar Berbatov, by the way. He was he was disagreeing with Dermot Gallagher on the channel. Then Dermot Gallagher is disagreeing with Dimitar Berbatov. The next day, I see a completely different point of view from Dermot Gallagher, by the way. So it's almost like Dermot Gallagher is just defending the referees. Said Dermot Gallagher says it wasn't a howler. And then the next day he says, oh, no, this is what it was for. For the howler like that. That's why they did a good job by coming out and admitting their mistake. We could all see it. I mean, even if you're a hardcore Man United fan. And I, they're the scummiest of the scummiest, right? But come on. And, and listen, for the Jackson one, I'm a Chelsea fan. I'll put my hand up. I want that to be a penalty. But there was a deflection, which according to the current rule, is that, that when it's moving that close and the, uh, the contact is that close to the player with the handball... It's not a penalty, but it's a penalty. So, and you know what people are asking for? It's just consistency. You can't go from Dunk to Son to Jackson to Onana and there isn't a blanket sort of, just a place, you know, my grandmother always used to say to us, it's just important that we're all reading off the same page. (laughs) she was very funny you know if she didn't feel like you were telling her the truth i I remember her (laughs) the best she says no no like explain it to me again because i just i I want us to all (laughs) be starting off the same page she'd say and then you knew she knew you were lying but essentially you get what i'm saying and with var it doesn't feel like we are because we've got the information right we've got the information it's not like we're idiots Sports fans are smarter than ever. They are buying the same Opta stats. Um, you, you see the growth of podcasts and fan channels because they've got access now to what Sky Sports had. We've got Opta. We've got brilliant people who break down the finances of football and it's in the public domain now. So it's not that. It's not a lack of understanding. Football fans watch more than ever. They play football manager. They play FIFA. They know more players than Gary Neville and these guys do who, who get horribly exposed always by these young kids on social media because these young kids are playing FIFA, playing football manager, and they have been for, for 10, 15 years now. So these kids know the French league better than Sky Sports, the so-called experts do, you know? So you go, I, I mean, I find, I learned so much just from going through Twitter accounts with 5,000 followers as opposed to so-called experts. So it's not that the kids are dumb. These young, I love working with young people and following their trends because they're interested. They are they are making the waves, so they're telling you we know what's going on, and then VAR confuses them. So they know more football. I would say a fifteen-year-old today has watched more football than Gary Neville would have watched by the time he was thirty. It's it's just more available. It's everywhere, in every sense, tactical. You know, visual, the actual game, press conferences. Like these young kids are everywhere, all over it. They share it, they clip it, they're brilliant 
at consuming information and spreading it. So don't tell me the, the audience doesn't know what's going on. You're failing. Absolutely horrible, the VR. VR as a whole. Absolutely horrible. And then um, just before I get to Mason Greenwood, I think as a Chelsea fan, it's important for me to point out that my owner is massive. Toddy B. But you know what I've noticed and I've loved about the difference between America? Um, those who don't know, in 2022, I spent about six months in America uh, and, and it, was, it was fun. But one thing I realized about Americans that separates them from the rest of us, they take big swings and they are aggressive. And it's why I really enjoyed being there because I'm an aggressive person. South Africa is a very circumspect country, risk averse. But America just will take chances and they, they celebrate different. They celebrate on. But one of the things that makes them such a high growth country is they take big swings, right? And the country is based on that. It was people that said, nah, this the royalty thing. I mean, not just this. Some of them are just like criminals and they got sent there to go and discover the crazy land over there. But, but also people left and they said, no, we don't want kings and queens. We don't want that. You know, and it is the land of milk and honey. Rockefeller. You know, the great, the great land of, of the promise of the bottomless well of oil. It is America. And Todd Bowley has come and people thought Roman was a menace. This guy, he's not reinventing anything. He's doing what he does in baseball. Right. Baseball's 15-year contract, you amortize. Um, guys in baseball are getting paid. Ken Griffey Jr., I think, retired, what, 15 years ago. He's still getting paid like a million dollars a year now. So the amortization of contracts is something Europe hadn't thought about. And he just came and said, this is crazy. Why wouldn't I do that? And there was no legislation to stop him. Chelsea aren't cheating. They are just studying the rules. And being American about it. Because Europe is very romantic, right? Is they think of it as a sport still. America says, this is entertainment. We want to make money. We're going to be aggressive. So he's going to spend big now. He's going to, this squad will last for 10 to, 8 to 10 years. And what's Chelsea spend very little, right? Even if some of them don't work out, he'll sell them off. But they'll spend very little, right? They'll spend maybe... 40, 50, 60 per window going forward. Because now, look at the age profile of the guys he's buying. 21 to 23. They will all age together. And even if they don't work out, some of them, you sell off three or four, right? But he's buying the creme de la creme from around the world, right? And he's got Strasbourg now as his farm system. So in the next eight, nine years, I believe other clubs will now have to spend far more than Chelsea to be where Chelsea is. Because now he's got Enzo Fernandez, Caicedo, Chilwell, Reese James, Fofana, who's injured. But, you know, these are premium talents in their position. Nicholas Jackson, 21. These are premium youth talents in their positions globally. And they're locked in for 10 years. So if Real Madrid want to come and get them, it's going to cost them $100 million. It's going to cost you $150 million. Otherwise, they're locked in at £70,000, £80,000 a week, which isn't crippling 
on the books. And by the way, some people don't know how it works, but the amortization figure, how it works is when you buy players, you can amortize the size of their figure, uh, the transfer fee over the length of the contract, right? And that's how it reflects on the books. When you sell players, that reflects as immediate profit. So Chelsea are actually just about breaking even the season, even though it looks like they, they're going crazy. So I love that. I just, I love Americans for that. They are so aggressive and they will find a way. If there's a way to bend the rules, they'll find. And he hasn't really bent the rules. The Europeans hadn't thought about it. Because he's come in with a baseball mentality is spend big because he wants to win. And the way you win is money. And then you coach. Right? You got to invest. Right? You, 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 don't just, you don't just put money in. Is you've got to coach your way to a title. And he's got Pochettino who, what a start. What a start. And that was Chelsea's B team, by the way. That's no Nkunku. No Caicedo. No Fofana. Could you imagine when Fofana's back? Colwell, he's locked in long term now. So it's clever, it's ruthless, it's brutal. And now, obviously, UEFA have changed the rule to you. You can only amortize over five years for financial fair play in Europe. And now uh, England are once again changing the rules because Chelsea are too innovative. Sensational. Love it. Love it. Toddy B. Difference between USA and the European mindset. All right, let's get into the pod. I want to talk about Mason Greenwood. Um, if you are a sensitive viewer, this is a public service announcement. This will be uh, perhaps maybe uncomfortable, but it um, I will get into it. There is some gruesome content here. There is some gruesome things that he is alleged to have done, which I will discuss because you need the context of the whole story. So this is a warning. If you would like to skip over Mason Greenwood story, you can pause now, go forward now, because there is strong, uh, you know, grievous bodily harm, grievous bodily violence, uh, rape allegations, etc. coming up in the discussion. Please feel free to move forward at this point if that is something for you which you don't want to hear about, but it is a part of this uh, Mason Greenwood story, and I have to discuss it. So... I'll give you a second now, if you want to just keep fast-forwarding to the Kevin De Bruyne story, which will be next. All right, let's get into it. Mason Greenwood. Listen, um, Mason Greenwood is a generational football talent. Um, He's like Ryan Giggs, right? He's the closest thing to Ryan Giggs Manchester United have had since Ryan Giggs. Unfortunately, (laughs) it looks like they've got something else in common. In 2022, Mason Greenwood was charged with attempted rape, controlling and coercive behavior, and assault of a woman. The audio was absolutely horrible, and the pictures she released were absolutely frightening. If you haven't heard it, I'm sure it's available on the interwebs. October 2022. We all heard it. We all saw it. Mason Greenwood made his debut for Manchester United at the age of 17. 
versus PSG in March 2019. Tells you what kind of talent it is. This is Manchester United. 17 years old. Not even old enough to drive. We're talking about, honestly, in a footballing sense, you're talking about once in a generation. You don't start, you don't have Jose Mourinho take you with for Champions League and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a club legend himself, you don't get given the Manchester United shirt. That's not how it works. It's never been how it works. 17 years old. They said, here we go. Against PSG, by the way. 17 years old. you got to understand, I'm not exaggerating. There is no hyperbole when I say he is a generational. He is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. That must be clear. As a football player and that only. I want to read the statement uh, that Manchester United released on the 16th of August, 2023, at 16.44. Following the dropping of all charges against Mason Greenwood in February 2023, Manchester United has conducted a thorough investigation into the allegations made against him. This has drawn drawn on extensive evidence and context not in the public domain. And we have heard from numerous people with direct involvement or knowledge of the case. Throughout this process, the welfare and perspective of the alleged victim has been central to the club's inquiries. And we respect her right to lifelong anonymity. We also have responsibilities to Mason Greenwood as an employee, as a young person who has been with the club since the age of seven and as a new father and partner. The fact-finding phase of our investigation is now complete and we're in the final stages of making a decision on Mason's future. Contrary to media speculation that contrary to media speculation that decision has not been made and is currently the subject of intensive internal deliberation. Responsibility ultimately rests with the chief executive officer. Once made, the decision will be communicated and explained to the club's internal and external stakeholders. This has been a difficult case for everyone associated with Manchester United, and we understand the strong points it has provoked, the strong opinions, sorry, and we understand the strong opinions it has provoked on the partial evidence in the public domain. We ask for patience as we work through the final stages of this carefully considered process you know when i was younger um i I speak about my family a lot on this podcast because it's all i know like i'm i'm you know i I don't really know how to reference anything else and the the older i get i realize i've had quite a unique upbringing but my father had lots of sayings and and my father was a very 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 strict man very strict very very strict never laid a finger on us by the way but just so strict. And it's all he knew. His, his, so my grandfather, by today's standards, would be considered abusive. From what I hear. Just a tough bastard. You know? He was sweet with us. Or sweet with me, at least. But he, uh, from, from the older I get, I talk to my relatives and my aunts. Because um, my father put all of his siblings through school, you know? So it's quite a story. W- whatever. This is, this is not a, a kumbaya moment. So a great man in my eyes and in his family's eyes, extended family. But he always used to say this to us. And, you know, the older I get, 
I don't want to lie. Things are difficult between me and my dad because I'm a difficult bastard myself. And he's, he's, he's tough. But I can also be tough, you know, like father, like son. But he always used to say, and he used to say it when he used to get angry with me because i, I got to be honest. Between 18 and I'd say 28, I was a loser. And my dad wasn't impressed by that. He wasn't impressed by me in high school, not, not being a straight A student. And my father's not shy to let you know what he thinks. One of his favorite things is only idiots from learn from their own mistakes. But related to this, my, my father always used to say, the world is about production tolerance. And tolerance will never exceed production. I had no idea what he was talking about. It's one of his famous gospel lines. Everybody in our family knows it. Everybody in his business knows it. Everyone knows what my father believes in life. Everything for him is production tolerance. The world will always tolerate, right, the level of production you give them. So the equivalent production you have put out, the world will tolerate that much. But tolerance will never exceed production. If you start producing less than I have to put up with, you got to go. Mason Greenwood will play for Manchester United again. I'm not saying I agree with it. I played in football. I saw things. I heard things. I I was near stuff where I was like, my God. And and listen, I want to be very clear. I I was sort of in the mix of like, I, I could have gone that way. Luckily, to be honest with you, I was more of a party guy. So I never got involved in that stuff. I was just a booze bag back then. You know, I hung out with some pop stars in the UK. It is what it is. But I used to just booze. So luckily, all of that stuff, I never really got into that, you know. Like, to be honest, (laughs) which is why I'm not a professional or I didn't play at the highest level. I spent most of my time at pop stars and with models at their houses after football practice. Like, luckily. So I never really got into some of the stuff I saw at some parties and heard and it, it was just crazy. But Mason Greenwood will play again because he's a generational talent. Um, I'm not saying it's right. But fans think they are more relevant today than they are. Um, Adidas just paid Manchester United 900 million, 900 million pounds for the next 10 years. It's a world record deal. I mean, and that's like, okay, that's maintenance money. It's money for jam, as Hans Krinja said. But you heard me correctly. That's a basically a billion pounds. A billion pounds for the next decade. Hysterical. TV money, billionaire owners, and an extending and an expanding uh, fan base. And the next TV deal is coming up. The last one was five billion. The last one was five billion. Manchester United are the biggest brand in the world. They are. Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable in the world. But Manchester United are the biggest brand in the world. And growing. So they don't care what we think. They just don't. Because we don't matter. Fans think they matter more than they do. Like back in the day, we used to 
they are getting 200 million pounds every season just from the Premier League. At least. At least. And then there's Champions League and the Super League will come back and then there's FIFA and then there's this and then there's transfer fees and then there's sponsors. Manchester United are a financial juggernaut. They don't care what we think. And production tolerance. Mason Greenwood, for an under 23, so he's 21 years old as we make this podcast. For somebody under 23 on planet Earth, he is in the top five talents. Just raw talent, like, oh my God, how does he do that? He's not supposed to be able to do that at 20 years old, 21 years old. He's in the top five talents in the world. It's the only reason he's still at Manchester United. I'm just telling you what it is. Uh, You don't have to like what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what it is. It's production tolerance. And it's savage because it's in the public eye. Listen, I've been aware of stuff just in my tiny little industry. Like... My God. And and by the way, the narrative here is man and woman, right? And w- which is horrendous. But it's people. Like this sexual manipulation and whatever. Trust me, it's not just men. Like I know that's always the narrative. It's not. Trust me. I have, I could blow people's minds with some of the things I've I I know that I will have to take to the grave about extremely powerful people in my industry. Men and women. But this is a lesson for all young people. If you're a young person listening to this, I want to give you a life lesson. And I had a mother and father teach me this early. So I feel good about saying this. Passing on the gospel. Life is a leverage game. Don't sit around with your friends discussing woke theories. And talking crap. Get out of your comfort zone. Stop agreeing with all of your friends about whatever theoretical bullshit that people think it's so cool to sit around and talk about. Life's a real thing that has to be lived and you've got to fight every day. And it's a leverage thing. I urge all young people to learn about leverage. Hopefully you never have to use it. And the greatest leverage you can have. And in this world, as I sit here, it applies mostly to women. right? But I encourage it for all young people because if you don't have leverage, you are vulnerable. Get yourself financially set. It is the greatest leverage you've got. Right? It is the greatest leverage You've got. And I know life's not all about money and whatever. Like bullshit people are saying. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's complete and utter nonsense. It's complete and utter bullshit. I'm going to tell you what it's about. The money is so that you've got. You know what I say about money. Money is portable power. That's all it is. Money is power you can put in your pocket. I've always said that. And I say I've always said that. My father coined that term in my mind. He said, money is portable power. 
It's not everything. Nothing is everything. Nothing is everything. Right? But everything is something. Don't know if you've heard that saying. Nothing is everything, but everything is something. Learn about leverage. If you are young, if you are below the age of 28 and listening to this, you must understand that if you don't have leverage, you are vulnerable. Mason Greenwood has such tremendous leverage purely because he can kick a ball in a time where kicking a ball is a trillion dollar industry. And he just happens to be one of the best at it in the world. Manchester United are not stupid. They know what they've got on their hands, folks. Production tolerance. They will tolerate every single female group, every single pushback, everything that happens, they will tolerate it because they've got a 150 million pound footballer at their club. Because let me tell you something. If they let him go, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Arsenal, all of these clubs will be there. Do not listen to sanctimonious social media crap. Trust me. Because in all their clubs, by the way, there's stuff that doesn't get out from football clubs. I can tell you, when I was at Tottenham, there was some stuff going down with players that were in the big time at Tottenham that I saw. There was two things happening with two massive Liverpool stars while we were there that were in court I knew one of the girls. So there's so much that gets covered up, right? Like, and, and whatever, don't be so naive for it to shock you. Like the world's not perfect. And if you do live in this world where you go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You're going to have to do a bit of growing up. It's not ideal. But the world is filled with all sorts of people. And you need to develop the human skills to deal with it. The Mason Greenwood situation is that he is one of the five most talented under 23 human beings with a football at their feet alive. Not only will he play for Manchester United again, he will get a new massive deal within the next two, three years. And you will boo and we will be sickened because I am by what I heard, by what he was allegedly accused of doing. Alleged, because I believe in the Western world and I believe in the law. I do. And I know we've got the evidence. But it's production tolerance. If you are young, learn what leverage is. Because, my God, folks, when you need it, it is a must. Don't just do it for you. Do it for your family. So this situation is complicated because he's having a baby with that woman now. You see how complicated it is. So I don't know. Like, like, you know, we're speculating at this stage. But what she released, she herself released, on that fateful evening, is like, I'm out. As a human being, I'm out on Mason Greenwood. But whatever. Like, there's Michael Jackson who had children sleeping at his house disgusting there's r kelly uh, i'm still going to listen to their music you got to separate art from artist this is vile what he's being accused of but he has leverage 
We let, listen, we all do it in our lives. We let good-looking people get away with more. We do. We do. We do. All of us. We do let good-looking people get away with being dickheads. And then people wonder, wonder why a good-looking woman, ah, oh, she's such a bitch. Yeah, it's because nobody's ever called her out for it. Because the world will worship them. And I get it. Listen, I, you know, part of doing two years of, of genetics is it's wired into us to trust them more because they're better looking. Now, I'm not good looking, so I've, I've never had this advantage. And if you're good looking, it's your leverage. I don't hate you for it at all. But often what happens with good looking people, they don't develop the human side. And then they're like 35 and like, oh my God, I have to become a real estate agent or, or whatever people are doing that, that don't know how to deal with the world or haven't developed skills. Learn about leverage. If you are young, do not be vulnerable. The only way not to be vulnerable on earth is to have leverage. Leverage number one, make some money. Don't live like a delinquent. You don't need... If you're under the age of 40, you don't need a Mercedes-Benz. No one's impressed. Trust me. And if you're new to money, again, contextually, I live in South Africa. If you're picking up this podcast and you're somewhere else, maybe you have no context. Most of the poor people in South Africa are black. If you are black, let me just tell you something. I had a Range Rover. I had a BMW. It's not going to make you any, any happier. Trust me. And if you don't trust me, fine. Good luck. But let me tell you something. And I'm talking to guys now. If you think girls are going to find you more attractive because you've got a BMW, it's only going to last so long. Trust me. Just trust me. I've been there. I've been there. It's like people who find you attractive for your car. And listen, as a dude, I'm not going to deny how sick that feels. I'm also not like, I, I, I don't believe that we should not acknowledge how amazing it feels when women are like, oh my God, your car or your stuff. I get it. I get it. You don't need it though. Save the million rand. Put it away. $100,000. Put it away. Because you know what you want to be? You want to be the baller that's going to ski resorts. You want to be the guy who's flying to Mauritius just for a weekend. Like, ah, where, why is your phone off? Ah, no, I'm in Mauritius. I needed a break. I'll see you guys on Monday morning at the office. That's who you want to be. Because now you live. And if you think a BMW gets the ladies hot under the collar. Just let them see you every six months in Zurich. Eh, this guy. Next thing. What's he doing in Ecuador? Don't you want to be that guy? It's called leverage. And ladies, it's the same for you. And you probably need it more. We still live in relatively a patriarchal society. Get some leverage. It's called make some money and stop spending it like you got it. If you ain't got it like that, put it away. Take it from a loser who didn't, by the way. I'm like, I'm such a loser. I was such a loser in my 20s. So I'm speaking from a position of I know exactly what it's like to not have leverage. I refuse to ever be poor again. I've made that decision made that at 28 in fact i'm meeting my financial advisor tomorrow good old richie get leverage because people like mason greenwood will prey on you 
if you don't have it. The world's not a fair place, guys. I was with a friend the other day and it was a whole bunch of ladies who kind of trapped in those circles where they all just talk about how life is so hard for women and they all agree with each other. And <laughs> what she said she enjoyed was she could see how shocked all of them were were about the way I talk because I'm like, I don't put up with that shit. I'm just going to talk about what it is. You know, and she said I traumatized one of the women in the sense that I just say what I think, right? Like, no. Don't take a victim position in life. And I was saying that at the table. And it, it, let's just say it wasn't with the narrative of the table of, yeah. And she, she liked it. But I keep it real. I'm not saying I'm right. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't like the victim position. So I, I always try to be a protagonist in my own life. Even when I was a loser, I, I don't look back and blame anyone. I don't. It was all me. My father always said, I'll never, I will never forget this and I'll always thank him in hindsight for it. Everything's your fault. Don't put yourself in a position where vile people like Mason Greenwood, if what he's accused of doing is true, can get to you. The first point, and don't get it twisted, in the Western world, the first point is make some dough. And live like you don't have it for a while. If you're below the age of 40, you should be living like a pauper. You should. Because mid-30s, you're probably going to get that big management job. Then you can start living a bit. But don't leave the world to exploit you. Mason Greenwood has leverage. That's why he's going to ride this out. He's one of the top five most valuable products under 23 in what is the most valuable industry on the planet. Not saying you have to like it. I'm just telling you how the world works. The world's not fair, folks. And I mean, if you haven't read this, I, I highly recommend Animal Farm. You know, or Orwell's just the greatest, the greatest sort of, you know, Probably the greatest social commentator of, all t of our time. You know, uh, just, well, I say our time. But go and read Animal Farm. And in it, there's a famous line of, while we are all equal, some are more, more equal than others. I mean, it's a critique of Stalinism, right? But really, it is a critique. So, so if you don't know the scene, it's a very famous scene of the pigs, um, so the pigs who run the, gov the government say this, uh, sort of critiquing that while the government says that everyone's equal, um, the world holds the elites in a different light and, and actually affords them more right, you know. So while we are all equal, some are more equal than others. Animal Farm, George Orwell, it's, you know, 1974, I would argue, is, is probably a slightly better commentary lens um, for the Western world. But in this, he does an incredible job of critiquing um, Stalinism and uh, and uh, communism. So it's an incredible, like, and read the book. Don't watch the movie. The, the movie is a complete and utter, oh, I mean, you might as well drink instant coffee, right? It's just absolute toilet. 
the movie is toilet. It is, and and there's there's two versions. I think there's a 1980 whatever, and then there's a new. Both are dog show. It's one of my favorite books of all time. I've got it behind me. And if you really want to take it to the next level, I would start with that. And then 1974 is just unreal. It's out of this world. Just out of this world. We are all equal. While we are all equal, some are more equal than others. And listen, love to hear what you've got to say. At MKT Inspires, you know. And this is an emotional one. So I'd like to hear from men and women. You know, in your workspace. I, I, trust me, it's not unique to football. It's just that we're seeing this. It doesn't matter where you work. You're going to encounter these kinds of people. And usually the leverage is economic and they have the power to decide on your promotion or not. I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm just telling you how the world works. I, I like. Luckily, I've never been in a position where somebody is going to dictate my promotion or not because I've only... I had a corporate job for like one year. I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Got out of there. I just got out of it. Taken two months off. So I, I say luckily, I've created that world. Right? I've created a world where nobody can determine how much money I can make. And also nobody can determine my nine to five. What I do, who I do it with, who I talk to, how I'm talked to, what I have to wear. I wear tracksuit pants every day. I'm not kidding. I wear tracksuit pants every day of my life. I know it sounds simple. The reason I do that, and I tell every person who wants to work with me, just if you're young, this is the level I've taken it to. I'm an extremist. You don't have to be this crazy. But I was raised by a father like this. Right? Number one, take responsibility for everything you do. Number two, take responsibility for all the people in your life. But number two, take responsibility for yourself. Number three, right? everything is your fault. But I say to everyone, I am going to wear tracksuit pants every single day. Can you live with that? And if not, tell me now. Because I'm not wearing a suit. I'm not, I don't wear chinos. I, don't, I want to wear socks, my sneakers, and tracksuit pants. I will not work in an environment where I, I cannot do. Because you, you know why I do that? People think I'm being childish. Partly, yes. I, I, I am a very childish person. I can't disagree with that. But the other thing is that I hate, I absolutely hate this, right? And it goes back to my um, wanting to uh, sort of always be in the protagonist position. I hate it when the environment expresses itself on me. Anybody who knows me, and like, listen, 95% of people have met me think I'm egotistical. But it is because I like to impress myself on my environment. I hate when the environment impresses itself upon me. Right, I hate it. I I hate when I feel so. So one one thing I do with deals as well. I've never signed after football. I've never signed a contract right longer than a year. Now <laughs> I told somebody this other day. They said it's terrifying, but I hate feeling trapped. My personality. I just hate feeling trapped. So I would rather have short term. Let's do it, and then I'll sign again. I also hate being underpaid, but that's a different conversation. Right? But the reason I want to wear tracks pants for the rest of my life is that's how I feel comfortable. Nobody's going to tell me, because I'm 37, I have to grow up. Cool. You go do your thing. I'm going to France to the World Cup. And I'm not bothering anyone. And I'm paying for that. So, you know, I've got, again, what's that called? Leverage. 
Because when I'm not happy, I can take three months off now with the way I live my life. And there's a, hey, listen, my friends will tell you, this, this guy was a bum 10 years ago. I'm not better than you. I'm not better than anyone. I just, I live such a frugal life now because I want to do cool shit, but I also want leverage. So I could walk away from a corporate job after a year and take two months off, basically. I've done nothing for two months. Oh, well, I mean, I've worked here and there, but I could have, I, I can not work for six months, not because I'm wealthy, but because I, the way I live my life and have structured my life financially, I've always got a six-month cushion now, especially now. With, uh, you know, I cut my cost by 70% uh, two years ago. Even my living situation, I live in a tiny cottage. I'm a bachelor. I don't, I'm not out here being a baby daddy. But the only reason I want to wear track pants for the rest of my life is it's the beginning of my mindset of leverage. I want leverage. That's all I'm interested in in life. If you are young, learn about leverage. Read about it. Go and read business books. These experts talk about leverage all the time. If you don't have leverage, you are open to being exploited like this woman, I believe, was. Now, I'm, I'm, he was accused of this. They have a baby now. It's complicated. She might be complicated herself because... But we understand, you know, I was talking to my mother about the psychology of victims. And I, I, I listen, I have for a long time and why they stay. And it's very, 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 very complicated and not something which I can speak on beyond saying what I'm sure many of you have heard. Is they don't know where else to go and they're scared. But in this woman's case, again, Green was being accused. The investigation's going on. Let's hear what comes out. But but accept this. The world is a production tolerance place. This is the greatest time ever to be alive. If you think it's bad now, my God, you have no idea. Go and read some history. And we see what's coming out of Hollywood, right? The, hash, the hashtag Me Too movement, that wasn't just a bunch of women going, ah, you know what? Let's just... Ladies, let's get out there and cause a little trouble. No. This decrepit behavior, they're just like, enough is enough. And whether it stopped or not, I don't know. But they had no leverage. And now the ladies are like, nah, ain't happening. You know what it's called? Leverage. The women would work like some leverage in Hollywood. So now... Patrick Mahomes' brother thought he could just... My brother's Patrick Mahomes. He might go to prison. Fantastic. Human beings need leverage in the capitalist world. right? So whatever fantasy world you're living in, cool. I respect you. And by the way, people know I've got very leftist, borderline socialist ideals in my mind. But I also live in the real world. And I love having leverage. Because... If you are one of the hey girl woke folks out there, and I thought I was woke until I've been introduced to modern society, I'm like, oh my God, right? Here's a word I know you love. I love the, 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 there's certain demographics in the liberal world who love this word. Agency. And it's a terrific word. It's a terrific word. 
But before agency, you know what you need to be able to exercise agency? Leverage. Make some money, save it, so that you can walk away from terrible situations. That's not just a good life policy, I promise you. It's not just a good life policy for sport and work. It's a good policy for a human being to have. Let me tell you something. My grandmother told my mother, don't change your surname to your husband's surname. So my mother has never changed her surname. She's a handful. My parents got divorced. No worries. Don't even need to go to home affairs. All the best out there to both of you. My mom walked away. Dad walked away. My mom was a doctor. Got a second doctorate. Worked for the UN. No problems. I mean, heartbreaking, obviously. Yeah. No one, no one gets married to get divorced, but my mom's living well. <laughs> Just got a second doctorate a couple of years ago. She's doing fine. Leverage. Leverage. I've lived it. I've seen it. I mean, she's not doing as well as my dad, but she did fine. Switzerland treated her well, I think. I don't know. I haven't seen any of that money. Selfish. Bastard. She is selfish. She's not really. She's given me everything I've had in my life. That, yeah, that she, my mom's not selfish. In fact, she's too giving. I've had to pump the brakes there. Leverage. All right, you know what? This has gone on forever. Didn't think it would go that long. It's um, oh, Mason Greenwood. He will play for Manchester United again at MKT Inspires. Your thoughts. And by the way, I- I'm going to read a DM. Slide in the DMs on my MKT Inspires, not the MKT show. I barely ever look at that account, but this one is a good one. Uh, so I'm going to do the mailbag. Uh, forget about De Bruyne. I think uh, we've gone long enough. It's an, it's an hour now. Bloody hell. All right. Rands. 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 I, I, I mean, listen, one of, one of the day ones, right? Rands says, hi, MKT. Hope you're doing well. You too, Rands. Hope you're doing well too. Rands is always at the gym, by the way. Follow Rand. He is, what's his handle? At Randy underscore Ma, Ma Paha. I hope I haven't screwed that up. Rand, you'll have to forgive me, bro. Went to school in the, the Dal Midlands, you know what I mean? One of those black oaks. But it's Randy underscore Ma Paha. Or it might be Ma Faha. I don't think so, though, because he's not a white. Think it's my power. Anyway, Rance, good-looking guy. His social media is unbelievable. Always at the gym, reading books. You want to go follow Rance? I'm telling you. Now I'm not going to speak for him. Maybe he does want ladies uh, sliding his DMs. I'm looking at his um, handles right now. <laughs> ladies, I'll let you go look for yourself. Or oh, if hey, if Rance is into ladies, by the way. Rants, I don't know, but hi, I'm Kitty. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are doing well, Rants. I've been closely following the recent signing of Araya uh, as an Arsenal goalkeeper and certainly sparked an interesting debate. I'd love to hear your insights on whether having two number one goalkeepers in a team can work effectively. It's quite a unique situation as both players are likely uh, used, used to being the main keeper. It's hard to imagine either of them being content with a secondary role. How do you envision this situation playing out? 
Do you think Arsenal's management has a strategy in place to manage this potential challenge? Looking forward to hearing your perspective on the podcast. And Rand's, I mean, man's in an unbelievable, clearly tailored Italian suit, says, best regards, Rand. Ladies, go look. I think he's a good-looking guy. I, I, I do follow Rand's stories. He's always in the gym. He looks like a man who's productive. If I remember correctly, Rand's is in consulting. So, and listen, Rand's might be married as well. So, I don't, Rand's, if the ladies start rating your uh, DMs, sorry. But, you know, I like people like Rand's. He's like doing all the right things. And I like following inspirational people. So, he's asking about Raya, who they've just signed, right? And David Raya. David. He said David Raya. Rand, if you heard me at the beginning of the season, can't remember what the podcast was. I said, if there's one place Arsenal would like to upgrade, it's goalkeeper. Because he's good, but he's not quite. Because his distribution isn't good enough, like Edison, to make up for his height, his lack of height. So crosses and things. I mean, you saw with Chelsea, right? Just having a keeper collecting corners in the Premier League is so massive. Ramsdale cannot do that. Now, Raya's 183, which isn't much better. But Raya's ball skills. And um, Ramsdale's got terrific distribution out of the hand. But for the way Mikel Arteta wants to play, you need Onana at the back, actually. You know, you, you, need, a, <laughs> you need a proper keeper. That's why Leno, that wasn't going to work. So I like Ramsdale's shot stopping. But all Ramsdale is, is a slightly better... David De Gea. Raya, now we're talking. Now we're playing football. Because you saw what my man was doing at Brentford. No, the, the football was... And you see, you see what Brentford did. It's tasty. It's sauce. I think he's a better keeper for what Arteta wants to do. So, Rams, what I, what I think a lot of people get caught up in with Ramsdale is that he's such a... It's like De Gea. Man United fans love De Gea because of the golden glove stuff. But that doesn't actually matter if your keeper can start a movement where you're scoring three goals again. And that's how valuable a keeper is now. I mean, Man United aren't replacing De Gea easily. He's a club legend. But it's just like you are limiting how many goals we're going to score in the season. Like, you, you, you're just limiting how many games we can control. Because David De Gea is just not an option to rotate the ball through. So, the problem with Ramsdale is the feet. Right? People always say, but why doesn't Ramsdale start for England? It's because Pickford has terrific... Like, Pickford could play, I bloody believe, holding mid. Because he's also T-Rex arms, right? But he's got the same distribution out of his hands. Pickford has an unbelievable kick, by the way. He's probably got the most powerful boot in the league. He's, he's, he thumps it, right? But what Pickford gives you is, play it back to me on the floor, and I'm rotating the ball quickly. I'm recycling the ball quickly. Ramsdale's a cart horse in that sense. In Arteta's system, that ain't going to work. And I'm not saying this in hindsight. I promise you, if you go and listen to my preview from the season, I said, if there's one position Arsenal would like to upgrade at, it's keeper. I think they want to upgrade it left back. And I even said right back. That's why they got uh, the man there, who's injured, by the way. Timber, terrible, awful. I hate when big players get injured. J- just because they're not on my team. I like watching the best players. 
I love watching the best players. I, I hate injuries. Oh, doesn't matter what team you play for, man. I hate that Timbers injured. I hate it, hate it, hate it so much. Hate it. Like football's my sport, right? I see myself as a part of the football community. It's it's just like it's like movies losing the best actor, you know? You just you're gonna make crap movies. Like the Timber was clearly proper, terrible. Anyway, Rand, I don't think it's a really difficult decision. Now, Mikel Arteta is just gonna have to manage it, like where he's got to pretend that Raya is earning a spot. I would say 10 games in, Raya is going to be the first team goalkeeper. Purely because Mikel Arteta wants to play the way Edison plays for Man City. is Because the, the problem with Arsenal now, and you saw it um, when some of the pressure came. Um, geez, it was, a, it was a tight game. I forget who they played on the, week, on the uh, first day out. It was 2-1. Um, who was it? Nottingham Forest. But when Forest started pressing, you, you had some problems at the back. Right? And that's all because the ball's at keeper's feet too long. Get it out of there. When I give it to you, switch it. When I, you know, play it into the hole, play it into Declan Rice. If you watch the, the game pass Declan Rice by, not because Declan Rice is in the right place. The goalkeeper can't get it to him sharp enough. So I know it looks that way. It's the obsession with... So, so you must understand, Rance. And I'd love to hear anybody's thoughts at MKT Inspires. You must understand that we have moved from goalkeepers, which is what Ramsdale is. He's a goalkeeper. Somebody who is primarily good at keeping the ball out of the net. His distribution out of hand, those long balls are sweet. But how many of those counter-attack goals are you going to score in there? Three, four? But when you need to control a game, when you need to break teams down, and you need to switch the ball from left to right, and teams are pressing... Uh, as most teams are now in the Premier League, Ramsdale is actually the opportunity cost of having him for his shot-stopping versus his David De Gea-like two left feet. Not worth it. It's not worth it. So, Rams, my opinion is, although it looks like they have two first-team keepers, they've actually brought in the guy who's going to take Arsenal to the next level by Arteta's standards. And it might be a mistake because he's a short keeper. Remember Man City tried with Bravo when Pep thought you could just bring in uh, the Barcelona guy. Hey, we did it at Barcelona. It's like, oh no, you've got to be physical in this league. But Raya was terrific at um, at Brentford at this height. 183 is a bit too short for my liking. So I don't know if it's going to work. But one thing you can, you can be sure of, Arsenal are going to be slicker out the back. 10 games in. Ramsdale out. Ramsdale, you're going to have to find a new club end of the season. Cheers, mate. Sorry, it's not two first-team goalkeepers. It's Ramsdale is out. Sorry. And and by the way, I kind of like that from Mikel Arteta. If you're an Arsenal fan, you should like that. It's like uh, what I always say on the podcast. Don't double down on mistakes. He saw it. He's like, oof. <laughs> Have you ever heard the saying, what's good enough to get you here isn't good enough to get you there? If you want things you've never had before, you've got to do things you've never done before, right? And Arteta saw it straight away. He's like, Oof, I like how you keep it out of the net. But why can't you get it to the holding mid with two touches? That's where it is. Because <laughs> you know what the problem is for, for Ramsdale? Mikel Arteta's seen Edison now. 
he saw him for like, what, two years. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, that's what it looks like. Sorry. Rams, uh, Rams, I don't know what to tell you, man. We, we're out of the age of the goalkeeper. We're in the age of the, the ball-playing sweeper-keeper. Look at Chelsea. Sanchez. I mean, Sanchez, Sanchez has the, the possibility, right, and the potential to, to match uh, Allison because he's 196. And he's got ball skills. I mean, that, that's almost impossible. I mean, that's why Neuer is the greatest goalkeeper of all time, right? He's a monster. He's the best shot stopper I've ever seen. But then the man could be playing bloody number 10 for Bayern Munich. You need that. Because you need to be able to absorb pressure. You've got to be able to... Because remember, it's not just about scoring goals. When you're 2-1 up, when you're 2-0 up, I'm sure you've heard this term. It's called game management. And now the goalkeeper can help you because especially then you need the goalkeeper as an option because then people are chasing the game, right? And then you need to be able to rotate it and switch it quickly. And you've got to have 11 players. You can't have 10 players in football anymore. Ain't going to work. Ladies and gentlemen... Love to hear your thoughts. MKT Inspires. This is a bit of a long one. Love to hear your thoughts at MKT Inspires. As always, DMs are wide open, as Rands did. But Rands went, listen, I highly recommend it for the ladies. The man is well-dressed. He's a consultant. He's reading books that aren't for... It's not noddy. He's not, he's not reading noddy. He's reading grown-up books. But then again, if Rands has a wife or a girlfriend, then Rans, I'm sorry for telling people to slide in your DMs. And also, why am I presuming? Maybe Rans is happy, kind of like I am, being single, you know? So Rans, my bad. Although, I look at Rans's page, there's no one who dresses that well, who, who's not doing it. Uh, you know what I tell ladies? Everything men do is to impress you. It's just that, I, I don't know what's going on in 2023. Don't, don't stop listening to social media. Everything men do is to impress women. They won't admit it, right? Like, I can't admit it either. But men fight. All wars in history have been fought, basically, for women. Believe it or not. Except that, yeah, I mean, WW1, WW2, that guy was mad. That Austrian, Austrian guy. Besides him. And the Russian guy. Zzz, both of them. Okay, maybe... You know, those are two greatest wars in the history of mankind. And I, I don't say great like cheesecake. I just mean the most people died. So maybe it disproves my point, but you get what I'm saying. There's been wars fought over queens and princes, princesses and things. I've never heard of a war fought over a king or a prince. Never. Like zero. Just saying, ladies, you're actually in control. Rands isn't dressing like that for me. He's not trying to flex on me. Just go check out his page. You tell me. Slide in the DMs. Add MKT Inspires. And if Rans is in a relationship, then Rans, my bad. Also, Rans, as they do in sales, maybe you just, you know, you always need a pipeline. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, some people might say that, ex that exact statement is why I'm single. You can't talk about people like that, but I've said it now. And people might say, hey, it's a pre-recorded podcast. Why don't you delete it? Gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it real, 
y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate all of you. My name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell. Out of here.